D Evil G Podcast. My name is Colin, his name is G, and we're here to talk about silly things like games and wrestling. Silly? Silly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are highly, highly uh, intellectual things we discuss. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if these things weren't silly, I wouldn't have any interest in them. True, that is true. We we don't do interest in, in actual serious stuff because serious stuff's kind of boring. Not to not to take away from anyone's like you know own artistic significance in the in the work they do, but mm. if it isn't silly, we're not interested. It's, a, it's only joking. Um, no, being silly helps, and um. So what's been happening this weekend in our uh, silly things? Not much. It has been a rather quiet week of silliness. Well, you know why that is. Well, for games at least, is E three's this week. E three. That's this week. We're in it. This is it's. It, this is. I think it starts tomorrow. It does. You're right. It's weird because it doesn't feel like it. No, I, I know we've talked a bunch of times about, um, you know, is it still relevant? And I think everyone answers that. That no, I think no. With everything really. that's happened over the last year, it's definitely proved that E three is really irrelevant. But there's still a decent amount of people sort of lining up themselves to to make announcements at this or or choke something at at this, yeah. uh, which again to me. Uh, maybe they're just going for the, you know, that's still the name that people recognize, and that's how you'll get attention on your game during that specific week in June. Um, but yeah, I guess we may as well get into the, that stuff then, because that's one of the things we were going to talk about, was what actually is coming up here. Um, so I've got a wee uh, list of events. So we could just go through and see if there's anything interesting. Do you think um, anything uh, so you've got the list of who's doing what? Yeah. So there's, uh, I suppose if there's a, a planned events and things you can't have anyone suddenly because obviously Sony wasn't there last year. I don't think they're expected this year so there's nothing to sort of, you can't have a surprise Sony going, hey look at this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah. There's no, there's no Sony at this. Um, it's probably one of the biggest, but th- but they'll do their their own things. Uh, they've yeah. obviously come to the conclusion that this isn't worth them paying the ESA, who are the people that run E3, and yes, the these guys have to pay them to be mm. on this. Um, but uh, what we got on here, it's it's a it's some stuff that you're used to, and some stuff I don't know what it is. So the the first thing we got, um, I think this is tomorrow, is uh, an update on the play date, um, and the play date is that weird handheld that's going to be its own thing, and it's got a crank on the side of it. What? Do you remember seeing that? Uh, I'm not sure if we've ever they... ta- talked about that on on stream. Vaguely something being said about this yeah so it's like this it's it's pretty cool looking it's just <laughs> like bright yellow thing we 
you know, there's big screws in the corners. It looks all <laughs> sort of like it, it looks tough. It's like mm. looks Nokia thirty two ten tough. Um, it's got a crank on the side of it, which isn't for isn't to power it up. That's not what that does. It doesn't run off crank power. It's actually, <laughs> I think it's actually supposed to be a a thing you can use for games. And there be there be there's twenty four games going to be coming out. Right, for it. right. So, um, gonna have they're gonna have a an event with well event. I say it's event. It's gonna be a video where they say here's how the pandemic fucked all our plans up. <laughs> um. So then on Wednesday, we have the long-awaited Battlefield 6 reveal. Well, we're assuming it's Battlefield 6. Um, and the, the there's been shit leaking all over about Battlefield. Um, but apparently none of that is the actual reveal trailer. Um, so this is them basically just announcing, yeah, we're going to have a trailer. Which is... Uh, pretty much in it. this in this day and age, I don't think if Battlefield do like a, a CGI announcement trailer, it's like lads, they're done. People just want to see some fucking gameplay and see what the new Battlefield looks like. Do you think but, it'll, ha- it'll have gameplay? Do you think it? Or I don't think it will. No, you think it's just no. gonna be like here's here's the time period it's gonna be, and yep. you can try and speculate features from this pre-rendered mm-hmm. video we've made well they always do that i mean they did it for one they did it for five they did it for four so there's keep ge- the train going in some of those leaked videos though, there's some gameplay isn't there at least i think it was a gameplay anyway I, uh well so they're saying so they're saying uh but again because it's a leak you, you can't take it into uh you have to take it with a pinch of salt and uh did this totally in one take. There was no changing of any equipment here. <laughs> this is totally done in one go. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Stu. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, it's like reiterate what I said three seconds ago. It's like, no, it was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, there, there, are, there, are, there are some people who have tried to analyze these videos and say that it is gameplay. But the problem is, have you seen any of these leaked videos? Black sort of a bar thing in the middle. You don't actually see much. Yeah, I, I don't. I've only seen still shots of them because I was like, usually it leaks and stuff. I'm like, nah. It's, uh, it's usually. I, a... I was being nosy one day. I thought, you know what? I'll see. I'll see what this. You know, if this is real or not. You know, but I was just curiosity. But you, you don't get to see much. It's like somebody blocking the middle of the screen, and you're only seeing like around the outside. So there could be gameplay. We don't know. Um. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> well, Battlefield Five was good fun for a while, but I stood one on the PlayStation a bit more uh, because of just the sheer mayhem of it all and just how it can be at times. Yeah, I say really, but just you know, a bullet and you're down if you're not careful. Um, uh, so then on Thursday we got the Summer Game Fest kickoff live, which is a uh, Jeff Keighley thing that he did. Last oh, year, right. instead of E3, so now this is part of this, and um, it's just like a roundup of all sorts of game stuff. Um, and on Friday, we've got Coke Primetime Conference 
whatever the fuck. Um, Coke Prime Time, part of Coke Media, who are who Personal own they, they, <laughs> they own Deep Silver. Um, all right, Deep Silver. I'm, okay, isn't Coke Media the the they're owned by the Coke Brothers, one that was dead, who are really conservative and like fund hmm. Prager Union or absolute fucking scumbags? I, I don't know. know. They own Deep Silver. I d it's uh, well. I suppose they don't have anything to do with them. They just maybe own it. I don't know. Yeah, but you'd rather not give them money. One of them died, so yeah. that's the bright side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla Collective uh, Part Two. So this is uh, obviously a follow-up of um. Or what is Horizon? Is it? Well, no, this is this is indie focused. I don't think it's anything to do with oh, Gorilla right. Games. I, I got confused there as well, and then I looked at it. I was like, wait, they're showing like Baldur's Gate three, uh, three, and the System Shock reboot. I was like, yeah, what? Um, okay. Wholesome Direct stream uh, on Saturday. What? Well, that Saturday. This the whatever this is is Saturday. Um, which is seventy five games. Um. Which is an hour bunch of indie stuff being shown, mm. just indie trailers. Uh, after that, on also on Saturday, is Ubisoft's uh, show, which you know you'll get more Far Cry Six. We just got a lot of Far Cry Six. Um, there's rain, there'll be Rainbow Six stuff. There'll be Assassin's Creed stuff. Um, I don't think they're making an Assassin's Creed game anytime soon, but. You know, they'll support Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, um, they've got that quarantine, Rainbow Six quarantine that they showed uh, a while ago, and everyone's like, that's a per choice name. Um, yeah. And then there, there's Beyond Good and Evil in there, still, you know, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which they announced ages ago, and no one's seen anything, or haven't seen much of it since. Um... And then, last thing on Saturday is the Devolver Digital's <laughs> direct conference where they just take the piss out of everything. Yeah, those those are a good crack. Though it's just because of the sheer mayhem of it all. Yep, and they usually show a bunch of indie stuff. Cause that's what they do. There has been rumblings of another Hotline Miami, and I'm just wondering, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Wait. Uh, Sunday then we kick off with Xbox and Bethesda. Um, is that what it is? It's Xbox and Bethesda now. Bethesda don't get to do their own showcase anymore. Yeah, sure. Why would they? Um, Microsoft will want all that stuff under Xbox because that's the only way you're going to play Elder Scrolls Six or any of that, regardless mm. of what anyone said. Um, so yeah, you've got Elder Scrolls Six, but uh, there won't be anything for that. You'll more likely see uh, Starfield. Yeah. Um, they're they've got that. What's that horror game they have? The one that was supposed to be out by now, Deathloop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll I, I imagine they'll show something of that. Um, there's that Perfect Dark. There's the new Fable, uh, which I think is a remake. Um, and we haven't had any Forza, but it's the uh, it's old stuffy Forza Motorsports turn instead of Horizon. So. Yeah. 
make more Horizon instead. Uh, after that, we got uh, on Sunday Square Enix. Uh, don't know. <laughs> don't know. Uh, what probably to... show off a bit more Final Fantasy PS5 uh, upgrade. Um, might show a bit of 16. I don't know. What else does Square Enix do? Um, yeah, that something called Babylon's Fall. They showed that really, um, I think it was last year, they showed that really nice looking uh, RPG they're working on. I can't remember the name, but just it just had a a wee short video. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, what was that called again? It, it just looked really good. Uh, you could also get Final Fantasy uh, 16, but I doubt it, but might. <laughs> That's where it'll be if it's anywhere. Uh, um, after that, we have the PC gaming show, which is usually it's usually mostly just a bunch of indie stuff like the the others. Um, anytime I've watched these before, um, there's there's not much new in them because most of that stuff is on console. And there's not not much in the way of PC exclusives these days. No. Um, then last thing on Sunday, what we have something called Future Game Show. Right. Um, which is good. That's just more indie-focused stuff. Um, on PC. Okay. And actually covers mobile games as well. Which right. Get the fuck out of here. Just, just get out. <laughs> You're fucking predatory, free-to-play bullshit. <laughs> um. Then on. So we're getting a bit beyond it because this is this is actually happening on the fifteenth of June, but it uh, it gets lumped in with this as well. Um, Nintendo Direct twenty twenty one is on the fifteenth of June, mm. um, which you would be hoping to see something of Metroid Prime, anything. Mm. Um, they did say they had pretty much started development over again so but that was a while ago it was a while ago now uh, there's also Breath of the Wild 2 um, there probably so, something will have Mario in it yep <laughs> oh, I wonder will they do have anything weird like you know Labo and Ring Fit and they're always doing shit like that and then uh, the, this doesn't count as E3 here because it's the EA Play conference which is on the 22nd of July that's over a month after. It's like, yeah, that's come on. Um, it's an onto whatever you can get. Uh, so never worry about that then. So yeah, that that's that's what E3 is going to look like this week, and we'll probably be EA play though. Yes. A CGI trailer. We were talking about this at the start. They'll do a CGI trailer of Battlefield, and then they'll say, "Can you play footage of EA play?" You are fucking right. You're a hundred percent right. This will be the show some bullshit uh, just to announce the date of you showing what it actually is. I think you're spot on there. They always do that. They uh, always do that. Yay. God damn. Right. Um, so, I, that, that's E3. We'll, hopefully we'll have something good to talk about next week, uh, or we'll be all like, that was shite and there's nothing new coming out where all the games go. <laughs> Um, so I mentioned uh, Far Cry 6 there, um, this is a sort of quick story, you see the um, Ubisoft being Ubisoft and came out and talking about their Far Cry 6 
as they did with the last one, um, said, oh, it's not political at all. And mm. Stu, I don't know how much you know about Far Cry 6, but it takes place on a fictional Caribbean island that is being overtaken by um, <laughs> a fascist... Well, the, the government is turning to fascism um, and is... Uh, uh, sort of oppressing people, and you have to fight back as a part of a resistance. Say, like, what fucking part of that is not political? Uh, geez, that doesn't sound like a game I've ever played before. <laughs> yeah, people say, don't bring politics into my games. It's like, they've been there since day one. Yeah. They've always been there. Anything where people express themselves in any art form is always going to have some form of politics in it, and... Don't yep. be, don't be stupid. Just because it's not a politics you agree with. Um, America rising up to fight against Koreans. <laughs> Aye, that's not political at all. That's, um, so the the uh, who was the director? Yeah, the narrative director, um, Navid uh, Kavari. He came out and said, "Our story is political. A story about modern revolution must be." Which, yeah, no shit. <laughs> So, I, uh, it's just a, I thought it was kind of funny Ubisoft trying to say, this isn't political, because they're like, oh, that's their marketing team being like, we need to cater, we need to market this to everyone, and uh, if people think there's going to be, like, left-leaning politics fighting against fascism, all those guys that secretly like fascism won't buy it. But, you know. Of the narrative director came out and went, ah, it is. Yeah, you you can't you can't all the Far Cry six games have had a political lean into them. Like, like they they just they just do like you, you can put it in in and have the person make their own judgment of what to think of it. But like you're you're gonna show some political themes in that, and yeah, revolution definitely is, and that's usually oh, what's going on in these games. Um, I thought that was nice and stupid. <laughs> um, and speaking of marketing torrents being stupid <laughs> oh, dear. oh Jesus I know where this so, is going straight off the bat in, Injustice 2 still has, has a mobile version being supported actively still very very big uh, on player base yeah so this is Nether Realms Injustice 2 the DC focus kind of like uh Fight, uh, Mortal Kombat fighting game, <laughs> and not kind of like very like, because um, it's the same team. Uh, so I'll say it's Pride Month. It is June. Um, so they decided to do themselves a, a an event. You know, like every fucking corporation will because uh, being LGBTQ is now widely accepted in uh, our part of the world. Will put up pride flags when it comes time all over the place. But like, you want to impress me? Go do that in China. Then come talk to me. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> so the great idea for uh, Pride Month and Justice 2 was to have players beat the living shit out of Poison Ivy, the bisexual character, <laughs> over and over again to get Harley Quinn tokens. <laughs> and everyone's like, maybe the best thing, you know, with the real life violence against LGBTQ people, as uh, is, is to not have your event be beat the shit out of the LGBTQ person yeah. over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah, they they apologize. Would have been more sense, but to just literally go right. Why, we, why not well, have well, well. why not have 
play as Poison Ivy and you'll earn the coins. Yeah, that'd make more sense as well. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, not kick the living shit out of Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love, like, Eurogamer, like, the, the opening line of the story, like, it's a short story because it's not much to <laughs> The developer in Justice 2 Mobile has apologized for a Pride event that challenged players to beat up a queer woman. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Christ game companies are bad at this shit. Anyway. Yeah, uh, no, right, what will we do for Pride Month? Right. Well how about we focus it on this uh LGBT character or poison ivy. Mm. What will we do? Uh, I don't know, throw her in some type of event where players have to battle the shit out of her or something. <laughs> yeah, that'll work, uh, great. Is Harley Quinn not in that game? She is, I. Well, That's why I think you're earning tokens for Harley Quinn, because she would be the other LGBT. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, those two are married, aren't they? In the comics? Oh, did they get married in the comics? I think they did. I know they were dating for a while and stuff. But I, I think know they got married. Did. DC had but, the the opportunity to when the first or probably the first gay wedding in comic books like years back, but didn't have with, the balls uh, to go through it. Was it Batwoman? Batwoman, it was yeah. Mm. And then the the writer and artist went fucky them on way, and <laughs> just <laughs> left. Was like we're done with that. Uh, uh, right then, let's move on. Was just as well the injustice writers weren't doing that story either. Over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I thought wonder that like if, when people make decisions like that, it's not like one person in the room thinking, ah. The only thing I can think of is someone really important has said it, and no one has the balls to tell them that's a dumb idea. They all just go, "I boss, that's a idea." Uh, you shouldn't be like. Did they ask any gay people? That might have been an idea. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, speaking of comic books, um, do you ever read Why the Last Man? Well, I hear it's very good. I It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's by a writer called Brian K. Vaughan. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it is one of my favorite, uh, like, non-superhero uh comic books and there has been rumors like it debuted back in 2002 there's been rumors and speculation flying around about um about a potential tv show since the comic was still ongoing um and it that is happening now and it has a date uh september 13th we will finally get the why the last man tv show um and it only took having to change the entire landscape of TV and film to get there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's debuting on FX, uh, through FX, sorry, on the Hulu platform, which is all that's owned, all that's owned by Disney. Um, so, fuck knows how we're going to watch it. Is it going to be on Disney Plus or who knows? I don't know. All the the stream stuff uh, across different uh, different locations can be very weird sometimes. Sometimes, um, 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. If you don't know what that it's about, um, just one day every male of every species on Earth just dies. Like all of them, except for one guy called Yorick Brown. Um, hence the name why the last man. He is literally the last man on Earth. Um, and if you're thinking, oh, is this a horny thing? I say, like, no. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't fucking play out like that. Um, but I, uh, it's it's a really really good story. Um, and obviously, like it's it's gonna it very heavily female focused cast, and mm. it's it's a show you can do that without uh, without being accused of pandering. I guess no. Uh. <laughs> literally there are no other men in here um yeah so i just want to call that out that's um something i will probably watch somehow just on the hmm. uh you know the fact that waited for so long to that's i mean you've been saying it's been waiting some time and it's one of your favorite comic books so definitely mm-hmm. be worth a watch yeah that's good that can be a double-edged sword it's like oh they're making a a TV show or film based on my favorite comic book. Oh, that could be either good or I'll fucking hate it. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Matrix films? Um, that's a weird feeling. They're entertaining. <laughs> they're not the cinema revolution that people made them out to be, but they're they're good action I, flicks. I no, I will say one thing. Um. The original Matrix, when I well, like that when that came out, I was fifteen. That's scary. Um, and you know, being fifteen, thought this was the fucking most prolific shit we've ever seen. Yeah, you now, thought it was the coolest thing on earth. Obviously, I'm all grown up now, and it is a very silly story. Yeah. Um, but um, no, the, there's definitely things about. It it changed action films like that that, that first first movie. Yeah, yeah. It was revolutionary in that terms. So just the the because they threw it, you know, basically threw out the rule book, um, and found ways to do stuff that no one's ever done before. I like the story in the first one as well, uh, especially now that you get the um, you know the, the hindsight of it. It, it low key being about being trans and coming out and come to terms with that um but even taking that out of it it's still still a really good story like the other two yeah but they still have really good set pieces in action um so the reason i bring this up so obviously matrix 4 is a thing um and christina ricci is has been added to the cast which Jeez, uh, I haven't seen Christina Ricci in anything in ages. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. I know, it has been a long time. Yeah, so she's joining, like, obviously Keanu Reeves in it, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it for some reason, and you remember she, <laughs> her thing was the game? The sh- oh, Enter yeah. the Matrix, she was the main character in that, but was in, like, one of the films for, like, three seconds or something. That's right. Um, yeah. that was like the first real big 
deal about a movie tie-in game. It's like, yeah, this character's gonna be in the next movie! And they're like, yep, stand in the background doing that. It's like, oh, we forgot to make a good game, though! Shit! <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, 30 that, seconds in the shop and went, this is fucking shit. Oh, I, I, I own that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I really like The Matrix. I would like that first film. Um, maybe made me delusional about how shit the rest of it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you are when you're a teenager. Of course, sir. Say, okay, I recognize this is a load of bollocks that I'm looking at here. Um... Speaking of a load of bollocks, getting really good at this segue stuff, eh? We are. Uh, so they've they've released pictures. <laughs> That's really not fair. You just say load of bollocks. Here's Borderlands. But hi, hi. I'm not gonna say it's bollocks because of its Borderlands. I'm gonna say it's bollocks because they claim they've released pictures. Have you seen these quote-unquote pictures? I I've seen them and it is a bit bullshit. And that's our like we've already spoken about the Borderlands. Cause you're a big fan of the games. Well, I'm a fan of what well, you, character. You're a fan of the character. <laughs> you have played the games. I I um I don't really like them, but um. Yeah, I was going to ask, Has have these photos ma- made you in any way hype? Uh, oh, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, it's all... It's so, <laughs> it's so wet. It's so fucking, fucking dumb. stupid. Eh? Um, yeah, the, creating I, a tiny Tina and Roland, and you're like, ah, it'd be nice to actually fucking see what they look like, instead of someone maybe just getting a cardboard cutout and going, I will stick out in front of the light there, and we'll claim this is a photo of a cast. Is there any... Is there reverence for these characters? Are people in like like this Lilith is because your your character in, in Borderlands doesn't speak or anything? Which I know that's not like people love Doom Guy, but mm. um, the cast they haven't actually cast the playable characters. I thought Lilith they... was a playable character in the first one. In the second one. She... She has a huge sort of story role. She, she's like a more of an NPC. Right. I didn't play very much of the second one. Uh, didn't really um, play much of the first one either. Roland that, was the I same. Just... He was pl- playable in the first one, but he became an NPC. The big guy standing with the axe that will be Craig. NPC in the third one. Obviously, you have Tiny Tina, and I think the doll with the skirt is the scientist doll who Mr. Torg keeps interrupting and telling her to apologize because she uses too big of words. So Mr. Torg, that, that's your guy? Like, uh, like, he's not in this film it looks like, so I will uh, not be watching it. So, that, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's character? Dr. Patricia Tannis? Yes, uh, Patricia right. Tannis. Yes. Right. And then we got Kate Blanchett playing Lilith. I, I do like Kate Blanchett. Is that the one in the middle? I uh, yes. I know this probably doesn't play to <laughs> Like you say it's silhouettes, but you know you can tell yeah. who they are. Yeah. Um what they actually look like rather than silhouette, because <laughs> yeah. you know. I I can't. I have played them, I have played them, but um I Does it just... tell you who's playing who there? Oh yeah, yeah, so Kate Blanchett's Lilith, uh, Jim Lee Curtis is playing Dr. Tannis, uh, Kevin Hart plays Roland. Um, that explains why Roland's so small. Ariana... <laughs> is he? <laughs> He's a 
a guy in the end. Yeah. On the right. Yeah. yeah. Roland's right. supposed to be like this big badass soldier, and he's a midget in this film. Right. So. Um, Ariana Greenblatt is Tiny Tina. Not sure who, who that is. Uh, and then Florian Muntianu as Krieg, who's a boxer. Uh, well, Krieg doesn't have to talk. Right. Krieg he, he just <laughs> roars crazy things like meat bicycle and shit like that. He is just, just, just get it. A, Jesus, that is so fucking Randy Pitchford. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, uh, the 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 thing I like it's Eli Roth making it, which I think is is its biggest problem. Because <laughs> you could get a you could get a real fun film out of out of that sort of like I know a lot of the the humor in it is kind of. Could you cr- imagine if or... the Ragnarok guy? Oh, um, white white Titi. Um, I can't remember his first he, name. He did a great Borderlands movie. Yeah, he does that kind of humor that they're going for really yeah. well, and Borderlands goes for that, but doesn't always land the best. Certain certain characters land it, and certain characters completely like, miss. Tiny Tina is just fucking annoying. I don't. I don't like Tiny Tina. I remember yeah, before that's what I, I said. Borderlands too. She's annoying. Um, you, you're gonna love, love Tiny Tina and all the rest of it. And I met her, and I was all. Who told you that? <laughs> like actually, so like, there's no way. I like you take one. Well, she likes look. explosions. I, but she's also insufferable. Yeah. Whereas then, when I seen Mr. Torg for the first time, I was like, this guy is awesome. Because mm. like. To me, Tiny Tina is trying too hard, where Mr. Torg, naturally, you can just tell, whoever's doing his voice, like, they love explosions. Like, his first invention was when he strapped dynamite to a grenade and created the double explosion. I know. I think the, the, the Tiny Tina stuff is very... Oh, I'm trying to do random humor. I'm trying to be all ra- I'm I'm trying to be random, and I was like... You're trying you the do, family guy. You you do know it's not enough just to be random. You actually have to mm-hmm. be funny. Mm-hmm. You can't just put in random words that don't belong in places and have that be your joke. But but I, I guess this is you know a film being made by filmmakers. So yeah, true. I I, I honestly didn't think. Um, like a game like this could get made into a film because of just it's like you think of games that get made into films it has to have a pretty fucking beefy um, audience already it has to be very... now I know like Borderlands has its fans and has sold plenty but I mm-hmm. you don't put it up there with the likes of a you know Tomb Raider or Mortal Kombat as you know, instantly recognizable. That that's just two other recent uh, video game films I can I can think of. Like the like how much struggle there was to get the likes of uh, you know Uncharted made into a film, which has finally Jeez. happened. Um, but then Borderlands just waltzes in here. It's like, right. yeah, we have a film too. 
Uh, no, I, I guarantee there's some dodgy fucking shit. Just, be, just because it's Randy Pitchford, there's got to be some sort of dodgy shit going on around that film. And I, I know there's going to be some stories behind that film that are more interesting than the film itself. Probably 100%. Right? Which is, to me, is the same with the games. The shit happening with Randy Pitchford around those games is more entertaining than the actual games. Hmm. In my opinion. Like that whole thing with his, with his lawyer. It's like, in his fucking six pack apps. <laughs> I'm trying to sue him. He used fucking company money to get six pack apps. So I'm suing you. <laughs> well, there you go. Sure. There was the whole thing with the Claptrap voice actor as well. Oh, is this something to do with pay? Uh, they used voice lines. That they'd already recorded? And Aye. said, I but you paid you for that session? And uh. Aye, but they, then they put him down as credited or something. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't record. There was a whole fucking row about it. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Right, um... On to the wrestling news then. Wrestling! Uh, so, I actually have some news outside of just talking about results and stuff. Mm. WWE has let a bunch of people go again. Some of them were surprising. Uh, fucking all... Nearly all of them are surprising, I think. Because mm. um, there's very talented people here. There is one dickhead and a person I don't know. So okay. for, first of all, the, the, the talented first. Oh, you want to go talented first? Yeah, so I actually get the dickhead out of the way. I get the dickhead out of the way. So Braun Strowman is oh, gone, yeah. which is so surprising. It, it was always like just underneath that top level and never, never really got up there. I think he, he did take the title, but they they never got all the way behind him, um, which is like he he's definitely a Vince guy, so that is uh, a surprise. Um, so Billy Corgan has expressed interest. My Billy Corgan, who owns NWA, um, he has expressed interest in signing him, which will be awkward when. Braun has to go in and get changed with all the indie wrestlers he talks aye. shit about. Aye. It's like, that's going to be a... You'd like to be a fly in the wall there. Oh, you wouldn't? He, cause do you remember he slabbered about all the indie thing, all, all yep. the indie boys? Aye. That's how everyone's like... <laughs> what's, like you don't want to see people lose their jobs, but at the same time, we're all just like rubbing their hands, being like, oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> like, you know, like, you know none of these people... like. The wrestling the state it's in now, like you, you can come out of WWE and still make good money. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's other places to go, so it's not, it's no longer the death sentence that it was. No. Um, but uh, you shouldn't talk shit about people when you don't. Uh, it's like, it's like I mean, he was he like, I'm never gonna work on the Andes. I don't know. I uh, honestly don't know. I don't think he did much. Um, but you know what? He'll be back in WWE one day. Ah, I, my my words on that. Uh, I think he definitely will. Um, so, yeah, come to the NWA event near, near you, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, they were they were um, obviously when this was happening, there was everyone tweeting. 
Evil Uno and all the rest of it. Yeah. And um, obviously, whenever Braun had those comments initially, mm. basically says, I, you do have no idea what you're talking about and all this here. And then I was obviously, because the Wyatt family, as did Braun, saying, oh, maybe you know, Braun should take over as Dark Order leader. And I goes, Uno took to Twitter and says, the Dark Order does not want or need a new leader. We've already had the best. We don't need some second yeah. ham job. <laughs> I, I think they they very much ham job. Ham. <laughs> is it a ham? Second rate ham job. Is it, well, what? Maybe, maybe that's what they would do. So you want to join the Dark Order? Get on your knees, boy. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, th- I think that they've already made the decision that there's not going to be there's not going to be someone to replace Brody Lee, so they just just well, don't do it. Except Brody Lee Jr. No, yeah, <laughs> that lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to have another wrestler. In no, Lee. no, no. It's just yeah, don't fill that gap. But there's no need for that. Um, so who else we got? So some of the exciting ones: uh, Alistair Black, uh, who is fantastic. I think he is great at what I've seen of him. Puts on great matches. I think he's got that. He's got that kind of. Edgy. I, I don't. He I don't has, know. Has a killer entrance, like. I. Uh, I don't know where he's from, but he's all. He's very death metal. Yes. <laughs> he's from somewhere up around there, don't he? He's Nor- very Norway, right? Sweden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I. He does a lot of kick based. You wouldn't expect it to to look at him, but he's he's a. He's a lot of kicking and stuff. Uh, Lana. Could you mind just to agree? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, so so Lana was released, who is the wife of Miru. No doubt we'll be seeing her. Now, she's not a wrestler. Well, she was trying to become a wrestler, but, you know, she still has... Miru, Miru mentioned his hot wife. Yeah, I noticed, noticed that on Dynamite he did. I'd like to thank my wife for being hot. Which... <laughs> um, we have Buddy Murphy, who is very, very good in the ring. Former um, 205 champ. Yep. Uh, he, he was brilliant. He did some very good stuff with that shitty title, so, yeah. Um, then Ruby Riot. Uh, the, like, she'd be a really good get for whoever. Mm-hmm. AEW should get her, really. Yeah. Because, like, it's uh, another named woman. Um, and then, I don't know who this woman is, Santana Garrett. Um, I think she was enhancement sort of talent on NXT maybe um, so I'm not, I'm not sure who that is but yeah um, yeah my, it's usually my reaction to this it, like when WWE releases people now um, it isn't like ah oh, fuck the people lost their job it's like ah oh, yes where are you going to go and actually do something good mm-hmm. <laughs> so I may exciting to see who turns up where um Obviously, we just got from their last uh, group of releases. We just saw someone show up somewhere, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, f- but first, I uh, just want to quickly uh, touch on the mystery that is Kylie Ray. Yeah. And um, so, way back two years ago now, at the very first AEW Double or Nothing event, uh, Kylie Ray debuted in the first ever women's match, um, got a huge big entrance, pyro into the whole nine yards, and then left, 
under mysterious circumstances and then sign for Impact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, AEW Where? then announced that they had released her. Then she signed for Impact. Then she no-showed uh, no, this was, uh, Bound for she Glory. Got, she got uh, quite the push. She was in for a title shot and she was supposed to win the title that night. I think that was... Uh, the way, if you go back and, and look, watch Double or Nothing, the way her entrance was, I reckon they that AEW also had plans for her to be mm-hmm. a big fucking deal. Well, she's really good. She is. She is very, very good. Um, but unless there's something, like, I know she has mental health problems, uh, and it might be the idea of her being out in that spotlight, and you wouldn't think it, you know, judging by her gimmick. Mm-hmm. Smiley Kylie Ray. Um, there you go. But now she has signed for NWA, and she's still signed with Impact um, as well. well. Is, she she put out a tweet after that uh, Bound for Glory no show, where she basically says, "I am no longer a professional wrestler. I have other yeah, yeah. to attend yeah. to." Yeah. She retired from wrestling. Something must have came up. Everyone thought maybe she was pregnant or something. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, she was um, at an event, NWA event, when our shadows fall. Um, she teamed up with Taran Terrell to defeat Thunder Rosa and Melina. That's I forgot Melina was at. Um, NWA, John Morrison's old X, X. Uh, old X. <laughs> She's old. I was gonna say old partner, like they were a tag team or something. But um, ah, uh, so it's it's just just weird. I'm gonna speculate on anything because that's yeah. there's enough of that going on <laughs> wrestling all the time. I swear to God, I was trying to find the the WWE releases story on just wrestling sites um and jesus christ it's so difficult it's like they report every time a fucking wrestler tweets they report it as news as a Aye. news story he's like what are you doing this isn't news that's what i heard about uh, sammy callahan and lance archer having a wee bit of a, tw- a twitter like they were clearly taking the piss and they fucking Oh, there's heat, there's heat. <laughs> it's like ra- wrestle talk comes in, it's like, oh, heat, you fucking marks. Then why? Go fuck off. Clearly, Sammy Callahan and Art Lance Archer know each other and they're having a bit of crack. Um, <clears throat> just that. Uh, Callahan didn't... literally says, I'll kick your butt at Nintendo. Clearly, quoting Millhouse, <laughs> right? And fucking, they're all over it. Oh, Sammy Callahan, whatever. Like, he's fucking quoting Mulhouse, for fuck's sake. Arseholes. Um, I, I didn't uh, put this in the news stories, but it's great to say, did you see, you, you know who Nick Gage is? Yes, You, you know what the crack we had? Did you watch, you yeah. should watch his Dark Side of the Ring episode, it's very, very I good. Seen, uh, I seen Moxley talking about it, where he went at him with a pizza cutter. Yes, he is a fucking madman. He's a deathmatch wrestler, but he he's... He really, really cares about deathmatch wrestling. Um, he works for a promotion called GW GCW G. 
Hold on a second, folks. Okay, <laughs> fact checking. Damn you, Scott, where are you when we need you? It is GCW, isn't it? Yes, GCW. <laughs> um, which is stands for Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, so th they th they are the big like current deathmatch guys that um t it used to be CZW. Remember those guys? Yes. Uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, and then they started to clean up their act a bit when the indie boom got going. Um, but this is this is the current one that's all about the deathmatch. So Matt Cardona. Fucking WWE for so long as Zack Ryder, the least fucking deathmatch wrestler guy, like, attacked Nick Gage at their last show. I think it was, like, last night or the night before. So, right. <laughs> so Matt fucking Cardona is going to have a deathmatch with Nick Gage, probably. And the way he did it, he uh, just crashed the show and was being an absolute dick and got the so much heat people wanted to kill him because you know WWE guy is it um I heard a, a good comparison like this was John Cena at the uh one night stand ECW pay-per-view do you remember when they did that oh yeah 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 after ECW had um folded and the, the main event was John Cena versus Rob Van Dam for the WWE title and when John Cena came out, they fucking wanted to kill him. It was <laughs> so much fucking heat, eh? But I, I fa fa fucking fair play to him, hey? I mean, he's currently signed with Impact at the moment, Cardona. Aye, but when you're signed with Impact, that doesn't mean you can't. Oh, yeah, I know, but I'm guessing... They'd impact they're okay with him going on this crazy death match in case something does go wrong. John Moxley's doing one. Skage as well, isn't it? Yep. This stuff doesn't usually go that wrong. As long um, as you know what they're doing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, well, Gage... all the people Impact have, you would more than likely look at like. But you'd probably look at Callahan and go, hey, do you want to go do a death match? Aye, but uh, I imagine this is something Cardona wanted to do to. He's probably got something to prove to people and himself. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so let's move on to last week's Dynamite. Uh, chat about that a bit and then we'll go all today here. Um, so Friday Night Dynamite. Mm. Which is all 3 o'clock in the morning, so it turns into <laughs> Saturday afternoon Dynamite. Cause yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Or Saturday Night Dynamite for me. <laughs> uh, so, that, obviously, this was the show after Double or Nothing that we talked about last week. Um, and straight off the bat, and I've noticed this is a bit of a pattern. We go straight into Young Bucks defending their tag. No, actually, this was a tag. Was that for the titles? I didn't think it was. I don't think so. I think it was just a tag team match. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, the, this is wrong. I'm just re just reading through the, the match list on Bleacher Report. No, they say it's a AEW Tag Team Championship match. I no. do not believe that was true. No, it was only a 20 minute time limit. 
yeah, this was just them have uh, Young Bucks versus uh, Pack and Penta. Um, just having a, a real good match. Uh, Young Bucks really are doing good shit at the, the minute, and I really liked the the part at the start where all the nonsense was going on. And Frankie the Elite Hunter <laughs> knocks the shit out of Michael Nakazawa. It's absolute. I like like I like that with Frankie Kazarian. If he is gonna, if that's what, see if he just go, tears through all of the elite and, and like you end up get, like give him a title shot against Kenny. I'm not saying he wins, but I'm, I think him running around backstage just fucking ambushing the elite is a real good idea, and he's perfect for it. Uh, the thing about Frankie is he's just got that crazy angry attitude as well, and yeah. To be a uh, segment where someone's being interviewed, next thing someone just comes flying across the camera. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, I didn't know who, who it was for a second. Oh, no. I just it took me back to this group uh, they were in Impact, and uh, it was Daniels and Gazera, and they were hunting down this all these other tag teams. And there was one point where there was boys being interviewed and shit, and cameras were going flying, and there was Daniels and Gazera when the camera came around, just baiting the shit out of boys, and then running off again. <laughs> Yeah. What did you think? Uh, your favorite fucking thing that the boxer you trying to take the mask off, Penta? That was really clever. <laughs> I actually, I actually missed them taking the mask off. So I look back and I was like, "What the fuck is? Why is why is Penta's mask look so weird?" Because I haven't realized. You <laughs> <laughs> just thought suddenly Penta's mask. What the fuck happened during this mask? <laughs> Right, eventually we get the uh, the cheating, Brandon Cutler, um, the Bucks win. But then after uh, the Bucks are doing their Bucks stuff, we got Eric Kingston come out to chase him away. Um, which is good to uh, see that sort of stuff come full circle with Kingston and and Penta. Because uh, obviously they, they were doing their whole family thing for a while and then that broke up. Then he comes out and says, oh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, yada yada. But, uh, good stuff. Looks like um, we, we might not see Moxie for a while. I think his missus has had the win. It will be a wee while. Ah. Um, so next we have Tony Giovanni uh, interviewing the, the new analyst, uh, Mark Henry. He's going to be on Rampage, which starts in a few weeks so when they say analyst do they mean commentator uh, maybe i don't know because they don't do okay. they, they don't really do analysts you know wwe does that sort of desk before the thing and they'll talk about oh this boy is good at this stuff and this boy's good at that stuff it, it might be uh what they're called and they're color commentators but they don't really have the traditional color play-by-play anyway so no. Fuck knows, fuck knows what they mean. See if I know if Mark Henry's any good as a commentator. But I no, well, he does a podcast, of course. He, he does bust, Busted Open Radio. Um, so, uh, and he chats all day. I wasn't too sure what he meant by that. Busted Open. About, he, t- he said something about Busted Open. I was like, oh. Busted Open is very, very good. Yes. Um, I know Busted Open Radio. Alright, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um. So yeah, the, he hints at having more in the tank. He's like, let's let's just keep it in there, Mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Vicky Guerrero 
um, interrupts and reveals her new client, and no one could understand what she said. <laughs> but what she, what she said his name. Yeah, I had no idea what she's on. Right, Excalibur was like, "Did she? What? What did she say?" <laughs> it was actually Andrade, um, in AEW's Andrade Andrade El Adelo. Am I saying that right? Probably not. I think so. Probably fucking not. Um, but anyway, it's Andrade. So as I said earlier, he's one of the the recent uh, releases uh, from April. Uh, yeah, the, in April. Yeah, it would have been around WrestleMania. They usually do it. Um, one of the the bigger stars to be released. He is real, 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 real fucking good. Um, and I think his main problem in WWE is he don't speak English too well, um, which I think he's something he's been working on. Um, but he is an incredible wrestler. One of my favorite matches that I saw, Alistair Black was against him in NXT, which I thought was was really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, the really. Good is that the honest reason why he didn't do too well? Because he doesn't speak English that well. That that's usually the way it goes in WWE. You don't get the See, push. Everyone needs an Alex Apprehendas. Yeah, I was gonna say that like, that doesn't really happen in AEW, and no. um, I wouldn't even say AEW is responsible for Penta's uh, success, even though he doesn't speak English very much. Um, it's, it's just fucking raw personality that exudes out of him. You can get... This guy can, looks the same though. He came out with a big suit and all and yes, looking a million dollars. He looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, he, the, that's that's the secret. Like, like The reason why I say that about him, if you cannot make something of Shinsuke fucking Nakamura, <laughs> then what yep. the fuck are you doing? He doesn't need to speak English. He doesn't need to speak... No. It, it just comes off him in waves. There's <laughs> no translation needed. You get this guy. It's like, come on. But I, um, that's good. Good get. Um, I'll say our our friend Gary is very excited about that one. He's also Charlotte Flair's husband. Real life husband. Real life husband. I think that's how he got around his ninety day no compete clause, which has not expired. Yeah. Um. So next match. Uh, it looks like we're continuing on with this Cody beats everyone up angle. It's been a nothing tag match I can um, but a go-go uh, QT win uh, beats uh, Cody and uh, Big Shotty Lee Johnson. Uh, and then Marshall's all like, I told you, I could beat him. But even though Agogo just was the one that knocked Cody out, mm. to get the pin. You think they're going to go down some way where QT's just, like, hiding behind Agogo and Gogo's finishing someone and mm. Marshall gets the pin, but you just do that shit and then Agogo eventually turns on him, maybe? I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to do something like that because the commentators were putting Agogo over, so jogging. Um. Yeah, Nick. Well, Agogo's good friends with Tony Khan as well, so maybe that's something to do with it. Who knows? But he's he's not bad. He's he's not no, bad. Other good outings, so he did. <laughs> yeah. 
you can tell he's obviously limping the hand, but it actually looks very good when he does it because he did it like dead on with the camera, and he actually just looks yeah. like he clocked Cody across well, the jaw. So that's that's how you do a work punch: is you don't actually make a fist, you just curl your fingers and then hit them. Um. So Inner Circle was up next with uh, they're just having a bit of a gloat after winning. Stadium Stampede. Jake Hager challenged Wardlow to an MMA cage fight. Please don't. Please, God, mm. don't. That has never worked in wrestling ever. <laughs> like, Lions End match, anyone? No, just just uh. don't. Um, so, yeah, it looks like we're not quite done with Inner Circle and Pinnacle. Quite the Summer yet. of Violence, they're calling it. Um... Next we have Christian Cage and Jungle Boy versus Private Party. Um, it was a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could watch in a Hingley Jungle Boy, to be honest. Uh, Christian's, oh, Christian's on a tear as well, as well. Private Party are always entertaining to watch. <laughs> <coughs> um, but it uh, looks like that's the start of a proper feud between Hardy and Christian. That's crazy to think that these are feuding again. <laughs> it's good they like use that history instead of you pretending like all their companies don't exist or whatever. It's like yeah, no, they have like twenty years of history together. Use it, <laughs> fucking use it. Good thing to do. Um, so next we had Dr. Britt Baker. Um, her championship celebration. She had burgers for everybody. And and then Nyla Rose wrecked the place. Why did you invite Nyla Rose? The moment I seen her standing there, I was all, why have you brought this fucking beast into the ring? And I don't mean that as an insult, because that's literally her wrestling name. But she's always in a bad mood. You don't fucking bring Nyla somewhere where you want to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Um, lead up to uh, Nyla Rose, or Nyla and Baker match at some stage, I'm guessing. Probably, I. Uh, so there's history between them as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Both of those were in the very first AEW women's match. Hmm. And Along Brett with blames Nyla for her getting her leg hurt. That is true as well. Um, I don't think Nyla wins at this. No, no, no. This close out of the bat. Um, uh, yeah, and I don't. Uh, would you have Nyla be the first two-time AEW women's champion? I don't think so. Not right. No, maybe at some stage, but not right now. Uh, next we have Red Velvet versus The Bunny in another decent match. Uh, try to uh, Bunny tried to use brass knuckles, which she's been doing in her matches, <laughs> um, but didn't work. Um, I, I not really much else to say about that. It was a decent rematch. Hmm. Um, then we have the ball rope match. Uh, I wasn't a fan of this. <laughs> ah, damn it, I, I... I, I kind of switched off for it, to be honest. Mm. I've nothing against Dustin or Nick Camarado. It's just that, to me, it was like they're still. This is just more of the factory and this nightmare family thing. It's like we already had this feud once tonight. Why are we doing it again? There's a good point there. Um, when Jr. calls a match, Bowling Shoe Ugly, you know there's something wrong. <laughs> Mm. Um. Yeah, it, it it was just like the I think um Brody Lee's match against 
Cody as well, the dog collar match, uh, yeah. suffer from this as well. It's like when you when you tie the two guys together, it it I think it causes more problems than it creates opportunities for storyteller. That that maybe that's just me. Um, I enjoyed the I, dog collar match now. Yeah, yeah, but it it also you know Brody slipped and fell on his arse at one point over the head. It moments and things like that. I, d- I don't think it's it, it creates the, the amount of drama or amount it adds is worth the how fucking awful For that looks. particular story I think it did but again I know we're, we're talking about the bull rope or the, the dog collar match more than the bull rope the bull rope match to me was just thrown in for the sake of it being thrown in or the yeah. dog collar match was like this big Right, I have to get rid of it. Yeah, the, there was a reason for it. Nuts. There uh, was a, a reason for it. Like the the this this bull rope match. The only reason I'm doing that is because it's Dawson and he does bull rope matches. It's his thing. Um, but yeah, that like Camarado looked really awkward during the the whole thing. Um, uh, Camarado was really good. Yeah, but Camarado's there to like come out and wreck a boy. He's not there to like. Fuck about with ropes. No, <laughs> I don't think that's 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 a. Um, I don't. I don't think that's one of his strengths. Um, no. I. It's just maybe maybe too old school for your old good there, but. Mm. Um, yeah. Many of them. Was what it was. It wasn't a complete disaster, I suppose. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, this. The, uh, it's this angle that's uh, like, yeah, you're, there's two matches on Dynamite, and they're this angle, and mm. it, uh, yeah, it ain't great. Um, some would say this is probably my least favorite AEW angle there's been so far. Just mm-hmm. the, the whole factory versus the nightmare factory. Really, when like, AEW's quite quick at clocking on if something isn't working and just going right. Scratch yeah, they they've always pivoted before. Like we had the um, the nightmare yeah. family, um, and they very quickly torpedoed that um, because it just wasn't going anywhere. Um, Dark Order obviously is like one of the like they had a shaky start, but they they, they corrected that and and made it made it work. Um, they weren't throwing Dark Order down your throat though. They were just no, you know, no. they were there, but they they weren't doing much with yeah. them. And then but obviously the, with the exalted one and all that there. But but this yeah it's like there's two matches on your big weekly TV show that's dedicated to this angle and I, I understand it's you know you're showing two newer guys Nick Camarado and Anthony Agogo, um you know doing their stuff on Should TV. Have had them in the tag match, not QT. Maybe, but uh, yeah. I know we're sitting here being bookers now. I know. Let's not do that. <laughs> Well, we'll see where it goes. How's that sound? Uh, yeah, no, the, in a couple of weeks' time, we, we, we could be looking at ourselves going, Jesus, that was class what they did! I, I would like the hopes, so... But, um... I think we'll call it a podcast there, then. That's uh, that's Dynamite. Um, probably my most exciting one. So, for next week, let's hope we have some super exciting news for uh, video games in general. It's like, what have all those developers been working on when they're locked up in their houses over the past year? <laughs> Good. Battlefield. <laughs> video game stuff slowed down so much, so um, 
Uh, I don't know how much new shit we'll get, but yeah, we'll see. But that's us for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Tune in again next week, and we will see you then. <laughs>